0: Welcome, this talk was recorded at Insight LA in Long Beach. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit us at InsightLA.org.
1: So today, I would like to give everybody the basic information of meditation. It can be boring, if um, everybody here know to meditate so long, but because I would like to give everybody and uh, come to the same page of what, what is meditation, why we meditate, and why from changing from whatever is to better, um, and why changing from this to something worse. So we need to understand why we doing that. Then when we understand it, we can fixed or we can do something about it. Um, If it's too boring for you, raise your hand and I will shut. (laughs) Can I say something? I think it's always
0: good to hear things again and from a different perspective. And We can never learn it all just in one time. So I think no matter how long we've been practicing,
1: hearing this is always beneficial. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, today I'm just talking about Vipassana. So there's two types of meditation. One is focusing right um, concentration and the other one is insight meditation. And today I'm talking about Vipassana meditation, which is um, inside meditation. So what the goal of meditation is cultivate the good quality of mind. That's a big goal. Why we cultivate the good quality of mind? What is cultivation? Cultivation means like you keep doing that again and again and again. Um, let's say somebody like very easy to get upset because that person allow anger happen again and again. So that person have temper because the momentum. He cultivates or she cultivate that kind of thinking, that kind of quality again and again. So if you want to have a meditation mind, then you need to cultivate the quality of meditation, quality of mind. So that's the big goal. So when we meditate, we, there's five faculties of meditation that's called meditation mind. First one is confidence. When we have confidence, that it's not the faith like people used to say, the faith in Buddha, the faith in Sangha, the faith in teaching. No, the faith that we have in the understanding how to practice, that confidence. Second is Viraya. Viraya is the um, perseverance. Like you're not giving up. Like a dog, when you bite, you won't let go. And meditation is like that. It's cultivation. You keep doing it again and again and again. So that means culti- um, the Viraya. You're not let it go. Third is knowing. You just know whatever happened in the mind and the body in the present moment. Third is um, balance. Balance is um, not the concentration that we used to know about calmness, quiet, um, like people, a lot of people mistake that meditation is the goal to become. No. The balance is the mind and the body not like so overwhelmed of try to do something or try to get away something. That's the balance. The balance of understanding. Last one is interest. When you meditate, you don't meditate with the idea of um, try to get something, uh, or try to pushing away something, or you just know uh, mechanically. So meditate is with the interest of understand, but not try to get it. Mm-hmm. It's just because the mind, the job of the wisdom is understanding. So when wisdom arise, you understand. But how wisdom works? is get information. So when you have enough information then that one wisdom arise and when understand is the wisdom arise then you understand it. So the balance and the understanding the interest that become the cause and it make you have more confidence, more perseverance. And then the sati the awareness, keep going. And then that's how it works in the circle. So continue to do that five things, it, that five faculties. Keep repeatedly, moment to moment. Then that one you cultivate. That's called meditation. But when you meditate at the moment, either you have formal sitting, walking, or you do the daily activity. The goal is not try to achieve the understanding. The goal of being aware is just being aware. The more you do doing that, the more you be in the way. So that's how it is. And when, um, like everybody said, when you center, when you don't think of something, or when you be in present moment, you relax, then that's how it effect. It's not the goal. So um, when the thought arrives, it may, the, the story, it can be in the past or in the future. But the thinking process is happening in the present moment. So, if how do you know that you are thinking or you are watching the thinking? Does anybody know? Okay. Meditation has two aspects. One is knowing mind, the other one is object. Meditation object is have six sense door: eyes, nose, taste, ear, and body sensation and mind activities. So, if you are thinking easily that we be in the thinker, but if you know knowing mind on this, then the knowing mind know the thinking. So, if you clearly see the knowing mind then you know there's a storyline in front of it. So when you meditate you can see clearly these two different characters then you know that you're not lost in the concept. Let's try. (laughs) Okay everybody just touch your face arbitrarily and see. Don't pay attention to the touch but pay attention to the mind activity. How do you see? Mm -hmm. You see, the intention, moving, even though you don't look, you don't pay attention to your hand, you still know, right? So, that knowing mind. Agree? Mm -hmm. There you go. So, even though now you listen to what I'm saying, Step back a little bit, just like that. You still understand what I'm saying, and at the same time you know the body is touching whatever, the cushion, the chair, the hand holding like this. You still know, right? So when you see object clearly, that's when there's an object, there's a knowing mind, then you won't get lost in the thinking mind. That's how important it is to know there's an object, and there's a knowing mind. There are two different characters. The the next one is um, the difference between meditation object and the object outside. Like not the body, not the mind. Let's say you are very angry with somebody, your husband, your wife, your co-worker, your your children, right? At that moment, you are very much aware that you are (laughs) so uncomfortable, really want to raise uh, your voice or bang to something. At that moment, you're very clear about the feeling. But how do you know that, which one that you're supposed to be? the difference between the object, that that person caused this anger, or the thinking mind causes this anger. So meditation object is the body and the mind, not somebody out here. So when you get angry with somebody, there's two systems. One is called concept, and the other one is reality. The concept is the thing that we agree. We say husband, wife, Man, women. The other one is mind and body. No gender, no title, no place and time. It's true from very beginning of this universe until whatever is later on. So that true reality and concept reality. So when you're angry with somebody, if yes, you use the concept system, this is my husband, let's say, I'm angry with him. So that when you pay attention to the concept. The more you pay attention to the concept, the more the mind gets involved into the concept, and the more the mind gets angry. But if you pay attention to the true reality, that's mind, body, feeling, right now, like this. And that person in front of me. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: that person in front of me, also mind and body, that's also feeling and thought. So if you pay attention that way, you can see there's no difference. And you won't gloss into whatever the mind talking. So when you meditate, when you're angry, if you pay, or whatever feeling you are, if you pay attention to the concept, then that's how it is happening. We all know how a single daily was respond. But if you pay attention to true reality, then you can give yourself a little bit distance. So meditation object is only mind body, not even you. Not even you. So there's no person in front of you. There's only mind body too. So that's the difference between the object. So when you meditate, even though, if you are super, super angry, remember that. That only mind and body. It's happened like this right now. Five faculty of, of meditation. The five faculty I just said that: um, confident, um, perseverance, knowing, interest, and balance. Why this one is important? You need to know this one very well because when we meditate, sometimes we don't know why. I just feel like I don't know what to do mm-hmm. in decision. Uh, I'm so bored. I don't want to meditate anymore. I hate it. <laughs> I don't know anybody have that feeling. <laughs> I do. <laughs> There's time that I just want to throw away the fact. I don't want to think of it. I don't want to talk about it. It's just leave me alone. So, this five faculty is very important. Not when the time your teacher work doesn't work anymore. Dharma talk doesn't work anymore. But you when you check this five faculty, you will know. I'm very interested in movie. I love to watch movie and listen to music. And I'm really good with being aware. So, I'm just try to check like my teachers always say that if you're really good you know how good you are but if you are bad yes then you know how bad you really are (laughs) (laughs) so i watch movies so so much time long and long and i'm make sure that i'm being aware when i'm watching movies but and then after the movie after some some time my i feel agitated so I, I don't know the reason why. I keep watching it. I'm sure that I was aware. I, I'm i sure that I was aware. All six cent at once. So what happened? The interest. Because I pay attention to the mind. There's awareness. That's why I know body and mind very well. I know the story happened in the movie or everything around me happened. Like cooking, smelling or whatever. Because I'm not interested in learning, I'm just like knowing, knowing, knowing mechanically. Not interested in see like if it know like this, how it be? If it know like that, how it be? I'm not interested in learning. That's why the mind little by little is start to attach to the feeling. I like this song. I like this sin. So that's how it become a little bit agitated. And when it like it, it doesn't have it. It swings you back to aversion. And when you get something, you think because of that, the mind come down. No, because you satisfy the tension of the one thing. That's why it come down. So if you keep doing that, you will be swinging back and forth. So this five faculty is very important. When there's a time you don't know what to do, you check these five faculties and that, when you know what you need to improve. So when you will start sitting, I said that check uh, awareness, quality. It means that, you see, if you have too much energy, if you force yourself to pay attention to your breath or your hearing or your sensation, it give the body a little bit of kindness. Let go of it. If you know that you're too slack, feel boring, feel sleepy, and you put yourself a little bit of energy. So this five faculty is like the string on the, what it's called? Top it. Top it yeah. So make it balanced. Mm-hmm. So that is very important. Okay. Can you say them again? The five faculties. First one is um confident. A second one is perseverance. Third one is knowing, awareness fourth one is balance. The last one is interest. So when you know that you are not balanced, that like you are outrageous, angry, then you need to relax. If you don't relax at that moment, everything you do is just go into whatever motivation, either one thing or aversion. And then if you're not knowing what to do in confidence, you're not confident about your practice, then you need to read or listen to Dharma or talk to somebody who knows more than you than to practice. Or even if there's nobody, you start to just let go, don't do anything, just see what I can do at this moment. So it's very important for this five faculties. The first one and the most important one is right view. Right view my teachers always say, before you meditate, you need to have right view. Um, it's a little bit different than a lot of teachers I've been learning. Because everybody just keeps say pay attention to present moment, uh, awareness or something. But he's always say that. And I, through my practice, I agree to, with him about that. Right view is mean cause and effect. There's only mind and body. There's not you. There's no person. It's happened because of enough condition. And it's gone. it go away. It passed because of enough condition. Not because you meditate and then your unhappiness goes away. No. It's happened because of the condition that you sit, the body sit down, relax, be center, not thinking. That's why it happened. So condition is cause and effect. That's why it's called right here. It's not you. No person. Right view, right attitude. When we have right attitude, it means we have intention of you learn something in present moment and that is not yours. Whatever happened, it's okay. If you feel too much pain when you sit, you can move. As long as you know, if you feel so angry, just recognize the anger. You don't have to push it away. But it does not mean that you're doing wrong. No. Just recognize it. So the right view, you cannot create right view because right view is we borrow it from the teaching of the Buddha. We cannot create right view. And it's not teaching in all the religion or philosophy. It's from the teaching of the Buddha. So it's not yours yet. It's only... The borrowing, like we read the book, we listen to Dharma talk, that's what we know. So, until it becomes yours, you practice for a long time, then you understand more, then that's become yours. But uh, at the beginning, it's just like uh, it is. So, the right view is important, and the right attitude is also important. You practice not because you want something. If you want something, let's say you want calmness. Or you want um, understanding, or you want to become like Buddha or Arahant. All of that is motivation of the greed. And when greed in the mind, the mind is agitated. When aversion in the mind, everybody knows, but that, right? That in the greed the is the same thing, it swings you back and forth. And all of this happens because you think it's yours. When I understand something, it's mine. I earn it, but you cannot. You cannot not throw away. You cannot say, okay, I don't want my me, I, self. You throw it away. No, because it's nature. It's happened because you've been raising that way. You bond with it, so it's become momentum. So, but you can recognize wrong view. You cannot have right view, but you can recognize wrong view. When you recognize wrong view, then that moment you have right view. I will tell you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, just like um, in the room, is only one chair. If wisdom is there, you see things different. If refinement is there, you see things different. So everybody, I don't know how other people feel, but I myself know it's very clear that when I think somebody else bad, I'm the one who's that feeling is uncomfortable. So I better think that person in a good way, for some reason they do something wrong. So what the point of the right? So the thinking, that make this feeling not that person. So same thing when you sit. If you want something or you don't want something, you suppress your thinking or you try to get calmness and <laughs> In the picture of like Choke of the Day, they say, come on, calmness. I don't have the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> so if you practice with that motivation, I guarantee you, you will have to spend the whole day. So attitude, right attitude, if it's not calm, recognize it's not calm. If it's calm, recognize it's calm. You don't practice to push away, you don't practice to pull something. You practice to recognize it. Even when the mice, you seem like it doesn't do anything. But that's how wisdom works. It collects information. Just like we um cooking or playing some concentration game. Does anybody here play pool table? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm sure everybody here cooking, right? <laughs> Yes, it's just like that. If you collect information more and more, and then when you have enough information, you know what to do. That's how wisdom works. And wisdom do not pay attention to the effect. Wisdom pay attention to the process, to the cost. And if I have the right cost, automatically I have the right effect. So that's why when you sit or when you meditate, you just need to do it right. And how to do it right, it means you can recognize what's wrong. You cannot automatically know how it's right. You only can recognize what's wrong. Is. And then little by little, then you know what is right. So that's how wisdom works. And then suddenly, the side effect is calmness, loving, and, um, flexible, let go. Whatever it is, is the side effect. For me, that's what it is. It's very nice dieting.
0: Um
1: then does then, anybody anybody here know what is yogi chop? Can you say it Yogi chop. Yogi job. Okay. You know. Yes. And yogi job is like when you're
0: helping for different responsibilities to
1: have a retreat work something like that? Um, this is more like moment to moment. Um, yes. So the yogi job, yes. Perfect. And? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's 50%. <laughs> if you win lot lottery, you have 50% already. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, Yogi job, the yogi have. Three job. First, have right view. Second, be aware. Third, repeat one and two. <laughs> That's yogi job. Um, so every day, every moment, from open your eyes to go to bed, close your eyes. You don't need to be anywhere special. You don't need any condition like today. We don't need AC. We have the pen. Um, So all of that, we don't need anything. All you have to do is mind and body, knowing right now, right here, it's still like this. You're done, job. Is that easy? No? (laughs) The difficulty is you remember how to do that. It's not difficult to be aware, but difficult to remember to be aware. So many, many times you just have to think the way, like use your own wisdom. The five faculty, the last one. How do I make myself remember to be aware? That's your job. And Don doesn't like me to wear my jingle bell thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, So, whatever you do, remind yourself to be aware from the beginning. And then, little by little, your awareness, like two or three times a day, or two or three times in half day and then two, two or three times an hour and little by little it gets shorter and shorter. And that's how awareness happens. But the when you do that, don't forget that you need to have your mind and body balanced. Don't force it. Whatever happens in the present moment within the body and the mind. Just recognize it. You cannot stretch job. You'll be a great job you appreciate that awareness is good. So that's your job. All right. I think I finished my boring, mm-hmm. <laughs> basic information. Does anybody have question?
0: Yeah, question. Um, sometimes I struggle with dichotomy. Right, wrong, uh-huh. black, white. Yes. So when you talk about being right mind, yes. Then, then, and and and, and recognizing wrong mind, it, um, I get a little confused, like, se- setting up that dichotomy between right and wrong.
1: Yes, I'm totally understand what you mean. When the Yogi practice for a long time. Um, we start to f- confuse well, let us let me restate um, it. We grow up with right and wrong. what is right, what is wrong. So um, we use that concept in right and wrong, but in in Theravada in Buddhism, right and wrong it does not mean the con- conceptual right and wrong like. You're a woman, you have to do this. You're a mom, you need to be this way. No, it's not like that. It's only mind and body. That's a right and wrong. It, things happen because of cause and effect. Mm-hmm. There's a condition this way, that's why the effect this way. It's nature. Just like if you have tornado because of the condition in the past. Something happened in the universe, that's why we have tornado. If we have a hot day, like today, it happened that way because of nature. So right and wrong in Buddhism, in Theravada, it means nature, cause and effect. So if you angry or agitated or feel so sad, so suffer, not because of somebody or because of yourself, you feel guilty, but because something happened. And that something makes them trigger the mind. Mm-hmm. Think. It's based on whatever you learn. Your mind is conditioned in the past. So you think this is right, this is wrong. And that belief, right or wrong, make you feel guilty or angry. The belief in the thought, that is make the mind feel mm-hmm. this way. So right and wrong is that. It's not you feel this way, it's not because of her or him to make me feel this way. It's because of the belief in the thoughts and I the mind have to, to feel this way. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. Just like um we afraid of ghosts or whatever it is, when you walk into the empty room, you feel kinda of scared. Right? You don't know what is in the room. Why do you feel afraid? Because you think about all the things that could be in that
0: empty room. Okay. And conditioned to think of things that could be in the room.
1: Okay.
2: The thoughts and the feelings.
1: So what thought? The
2: uh, anxious thought. Uh, paranoid
1: thought. Paranoid thought. Surprise. Because you believe the room is nobody. You walk in, you believe that no one in the room. If something happens, it means somebody in there. So that belief, the room is no one, that thought. And you believe in the thought. That's why you nervous. Is that surprise? To me that's very much surprise. <laughs> I I never thought that because I think like something happened. But before that, just like you said, something could happen. Just like you say. But why you believe something could happen? Because you believe nobody inside of you. And that's very subtle. Right? Like like you expect. Expectation. Yes. There's nobody inside. Just you. But it's so subtle, right? So you don't know. So the thought it just comes really fast. As something happened. It means somebody there. So if you take out the idea, yeah, the idea of the room is only you, only me now, you walk in and you believe that uh, your husband or your family or somebody inside. If you hear the noise, would you be uh, afraid? No, right? You expect somebody doing something that caused that noise. But if you believe the room is nobody, then you be afraid, if the noise happens. Right? Very sturdy. So thought creates feeling. Either it's really like gross or it's very sturdy. Nobody else.
0: And free thought, like assumptions that we have, yes. and free biases that we bring in that we're not even aware.
1: Yes. this conditioning, yeah we yes. yes. so that's what I mean by the. there's nobody it's conditioned. There might be in condition the mind being conditioned the day that we were born so that's how this like we want to have happy happiness we all want to have happiness right so we have happiness from what from earning something or hearing something funny your joke cannot can can make you laugh, right? But it might not give the Asian girl like me laugh, <laughs> 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 right? Well, well, or something that we cook in Asian food and don't give the other culture, like the taste that you like. So the mind be being conditioned. And one condition conditioned that way, right or wrong, based on that. You was born with the body, like can you choose to be a man or a woman? Well, we don't talk about operation, <laughs> right? You can't, right? You were born with certain things that you, you cannot choose your own body, you cannot choose your own parents. So that's, and when you grow up, you, the society already gives you good, thing, boy, blue, right? So your mind and body be in condition from very beginning. Mm-hmm. So when we practice, we have to put away all of that. But that does not mean that we can go out and do whatever we want, right? So I really like the idea in um, Zen theory that there's no wrong, there's no right. But right is right, wrong is wrong. <laughs> is that interesting? It's so true, right? There's a concept and there's a true reality. What system that you want to do? So if you practice, you have to practice with true reality. And if you talk to your husband and wife, talk mindfully, it's the way you should be. <laughs> it's not the way you cause yourself problems. Okay? So you need to use balance. Use your own wisdom. Be aware of what you do. If you have the right cause, and automatically the right effect will happen. anybody else have a question?
2: Yes? I, I know that uh, you're Vipassana, and uh, I, I find it very interesting that whatever Buddhist lineage you follow, yes. it's all about relinquishing thoughts, feelings, uh, and using different techniques to, to let go of uh, about those you know, thoughts, feelings, perceptions, the idea that someone is watching the whole thing yes. kind of transpire. And it, it's just amazing to me that you can sit and focus on your breath and become enlightened. You can mm-hmm. focus on a mantra and become enlightened. You can focus on a to and become enlightened. You can focus on calling, or calling and become enlightened. Um, and it all seems to, to have a common theme of being able to relinquish the relative, being able to relinquish thoughts of the past, present, future, feelings, intentions, um, you know, and thought, thoughts that is some, watching this whole process, or there's someone here, you know, how do you stop a thought from becoming active, an Um And that's what all of these techniques seem to do. Um, and it's just... It's just very interesting that there's such a, a, a variety of techniques to bring that about.
1: Yes, I think it's, um, you're right about it. I'm not enlightened yet, <laughs> so I don't know what is enlightenment. What is enlightenment? I don't know. But um, I know suffering. And I know when suffering is absent. So meditation is in present moment, here and now. It just feels like this. I know it's how it is right now. And it's always now. So that's all I know. And um, and I believe it's Theravada. Um, Whenever people talk about nirvana, enlightenment, my teachers always say that Buddha never described nirvana, but he talked about non nirvana. Mm-hmm. So, Non nirvana? Like, non, like, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. just like you are suffering, mm-hmm. right? You know you're suffering. And when you not suffer, you not know that when you not suffer. So, we don't know because it's, it's a rule for mon, monk or nun that you're not allowed to talk about our hardship. There's a rule for that. For that's why, that's one of the reasons. The second reason is because when you practice to that level, there's nobody. You understand that very clear. Things happen because of condition, only mind and body, nature happening. So, what a point of talking about achievement? So, my teachers always say, if you come across with somebody and say that I'm a Buddha, trust yourself, that that not going to be happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, all the tradition we talk different language, but yes has come to the point that how do you feel, uh, how do you free body and mind? And not because you try to get that, because of the understanding to get you to that point. So all the techniques relinquish. Yes. And you know, there's kind of a, a common, yes. commonality. Yes. But what, just like I say, with the reality, true reality, wisdom is wisdom. There's mm-hmm. no difference when anything like my wisdom or your wisdom, right? When it's come to understanding, it's to got to be understanding. There's no way that I can dump than you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions or comments? This soup is really quiet.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um... So, does anybody have difficulty when you practice? I have more difficulty
0: when I don't practice. Right. Awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, it means that when you practice, you feel better. Definitely. I agree. Do you know that when you practice, why it makes you feel better?
0: I think, yeah, because I find that when I'm just being present in this moment, I'm not worrying about Mm -hmm. what's going to happen and I'm not worried about what's already happened, that I'm usually pretty good right now. Mm -hmm. So it feels like it brings me more to a center and balance and calmness.
1: And humor.
0: I, I think it's funny somehow. That's
1: well. true. Uh, everything you say is true, but why all that quality happened? Do you know? If you know, then you can always do something about it. uh uh-huh. um, can you give me a hint? No, I'm just <laughs> your <trying to laughs> <point. laughs> Well, it costs money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, too. <laughs> <laughs> the reason it's happened with the good quality in the mind is because I said earlier, uh, uh, understanding. The delusion is, the character of the delusion is cover the truth and tell lies. So one delusion there, you always feel like you need to do something you need to plan something, or you feel regret what happened in the past. But when you be in present moment, you try to cultivate the five faculties, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that, when the delusion momentum is getting less and less and less, and then there's a chance for wisdom arise, getting more and more and more. And when wisdom arrives, the understanding Give you understand that you cannot fix the past, you cannot change, do anything with the future yet. Because of course you can plan something, but what the outcome happens is depend on the condition at that time. So you not worry too much. You prepare for that, but you not worry about it. So that understanding make you feel more calm, and come together with that. Is the absence of the Definement, that make the mind happy. You feel easy. So that's the extra. Don't pass money. <laughs> yeah. I'm still confused about the difference between
2: mindfulness and meditation. Because you said that sometimes you practice this and sometimes you practice that. You they're so intertwined. I don't know how yeah. to I mean, separate
1: Yes, the mindfulness that, that the word that everybody say about meditation, but the mindfulness state of mind, the mindfulness state is have to have five faculties. That's the my, mindfulness, the mindful mind quality. So, when people practice mindfulness, they just mean that they miss when in general, like when I practice with. Um, Mahayana tradition, treating I know that I'm treating Free now I know that I'm treating it. Happy happen you know that happiness is in present. You know so there's you doing that. So that's the difference between Theravada and Mahayana. Mahayana is the one that me I'm I'm not I'm not talking about a higher level like very high understanding. There's no mind in me anymore. But at the very beginning, there's always you. Try to do something to achieve something. That's what I learned, from me,
2: when when I
1: just started. But in Theravada, from very beginning, you got to be very clear about this condition: mind and body. No you. It's happened because condition. It's nature. So that's the difference. So when you breathe in, you know, you don't pay attention to I am breathing in. But you can pay attention to the process of the sensation or the feeling or the thinking. When you're happy, you know there's a feeling happening. So in Theravada, you pay attention to the process or the mind activity or the body activity. Like, when I'm looking at you, there's seeing happening. I have some idea about you, that thinking happening. And of course, when I see you, I know there's a woman. I know that you wearing well pink. So, that you cannot separate between true reality and concept. You can't. You hear the sound. You already know that's what sound is. But you also know that's a process of healing. So very, from very clear, from beginning, you start to teach the mind to think that way, to accept that way. So little by little, there's three levels of understanding. One is like you born with it. If you're not crazy, you read or you listen, you can understand something. The second level, that after you understand something, you take that and think more about that and this becomes your understanding. The last level is the insight. It comes from your practice. It means that through experience, you know it. Just like um, mm-hmm. the paper cut. We talk about that. It. It's scary, huh? Yeah. But when you actually be cut, it's mm-hmm. even more scary. right? It's different when you know it. You know it from yourself. And you don't need anybody to tell you that. Mm-hmm. And when it's gone, you remember. That's memory work. The images in your mind, the feeling that you remember, is not experienced anymore. And inside happen is inexperienced. You just know. That's how it is. And he gave you this example. I, forgive me, all gentlemen. <laughs> we were born with the body, either men or women, female or male. So it doesn't matter how many times you tell your body stand up and pee. It's difficult for women, <laughs> right? Because you've been doing that for so long, you cannot be comfortable to stand and pee. But for men, is that easy? <laughs> you don't need to think about it, right? So that's how much condition we've been like doing that. So if you cannot throw away the idea that I am pregnant. But you keep telling yourself, this is mind and body. Little by little. Practice. right, Continuous. That way. Someday, from under moral wisdom, to think about it, you can accept it. And then you feel more close to it. And then when the insight happens, you really feel it. But unfortunately, wisdom is impermanent too. It's not like conceptual word that you have, you go to level of college, you don't go to elementary school again. No, it doesn't work that way. If you don't practice, you go back to the way it was. Mm-hmm. We practice because we've been conditioned, and now we practice to be conditioned, really conditioned, So if you don't practice, we go back. And don't expect it to happen right away, no. You go 100 mile per hour on the freeway, you need four times to break to so get down to some slower speed. So it's happened little by little. The more you do it, the more it's ha- easier to happen. It's, is
2: insight a form or
1: a, a moment of enlightenment? Um, I said I don't know what enlightenment is, <laughs> but the insight is the experience that can happen when the mind and the body lose idea of concept. When you lose the idea of concept and then immediately delusion, because delusion has momentum, the that they will respond. So based on experience, let's say you sit and you keep knowing, knowing, knowing until the body starts to lose the concept of the body. And then a lot of people start to feel scared afraid because I'm losing my body, but you still feel it. When you open your eyes, there's body, but at the moment you feel like you the body disappeared. So the inside is the, the thought, not a thought, it's the quality of the mind that arises and at that moment you understand something with the experience. So if you know at that moment that this is, the concept is gone, that's how it feels, it's okay. But if you don't recognize there's a, there's a defilement, is immediately arise, then I lose my body. Then it starts to freak out. So it's very fast. Inside is the quality of the mind. But experience does not mean you have insight. There's a lot of students, have the experience, and I myself won, (laughs) go through the experience and I cry my head off for three days. So because I believe in the power, when the experience, when the mind loses the concept. So that's how it is.
2: You said that uh, you can forget wisdom, and I've always been taught to, for example, if someone tells you kimchi is Mm hot, that's knowledge. Someone told you it's not. Uh-huh. But when you bite into it and burns your mouth and tears are coming down, streaming down your face, that's wisdom. You know you've experienced it. Yes. And you don't forget that. You know.
1: Memory is not forgetting. You never forget memory. But that's not wisdom.
2: Well, that, that is a formal wisdom.
1: Yes. But what is formal wisdom? It's a memory, right? Say it again. It's a memory. Yes. Let's say you. It's an experience. Had an experience. No experience. Is something happened right now. Like right now, you sit in there. Your body is touching the chair. Yeah. That experience. Something happening in the present moment, and yeah. it's quick. Yeah. Right. So that experience.
2: Okay. So you, That's the wisdom. Yes. Of the moment. Yes. And you when don't it's have gone.
1: A of it. When right. it's gone. Okay. When it's gone. Uh-huh. That moment is gone. Yeah. So and then another. Another moment comes, if you continue eating kimchi, then that's repeatedly <laughs> happening, I don't, I don't, I don't right? forget that my mouth is burned. Yes. Just like you don't forget how you look like. Yeah. If there's no picture, no mirror, you still remember how you look like. Right. Right? right. So that's a memory. Or right. when you love somebody and that person, like, die or go away, you miss that person. That's a memory.
2: But that knowledge that Kim she is, hot is is a wisdom that I, I'm not going to lose.
1: Yes, but remember how, let's say, let's put in this way. If you put in level, okay, um, the moment you experience that, you understand that, with the moment that you remember how it feels, which one is more powerful? The original. So that's what it is by just just myself. That's wisdom at work. Mm-hmm. So if you remember that, yes, it's still your knowledge. It's a some level of wisdom, but it's not powerful like the original, right? the thing that's so you're happening. That
2: wisdom can fade at
1: the time. Yes, definitely. If you don't eat for a while of kimchi. You, can, you still remember, but it's not really strong feeling or like or don't like. Right? And time changes memory. Yeah, yes. Um, not because of time changing the m- uh, memory, but because you have different conditions come in and your view changing. So that's why it changed. Not because of the time. Because of the view
2: when you were talking about examples. I was just thinking about women having babies, yeah. and that, you know, I think you have that wisdom at the moment, that <laughs> experience of the pain of delivering the baby, and then you have the memory, but the memory fades, and then oh, I want to have a
0: baby. You know, so
1: wow, that's powerful example. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: human body uh, helps you out because as time goes on, the second baby is easier, the third baby is easier. When they do the fourth, it just falls out. <laughs> yeah,
1: baby. <laughs> I don't know. I
2: don't have children myself. So I no clue. I used to deliver babies at Harvard UCLA. We had a woman that had, had several deliveries who would run like crazy because usually they deliver the baby in the bed before it could get there. <laughs>
1: is there any other question or comment
2: yes.
1: I'm, I'm fairly new to meditation and I find that
2: because I have aches and pains you know, it's and stiffness and fibromyalgia that often times my mind wants to go there <laughs> I have like,
1: can you repeat the last sentence um, you want to have the pain or the ache go away? Um, well, my mind, while I'm meditating, tends mm-hmm. to go to that. Uh-huh. Focusing, okay. thinking, how do I not do that? Right? Okay. Um, it's a little bit difficult and it takes um, some time to practice. The one long, long time, like when you have sensation in your body. And the sensation that by somebody or by condition of the, your environment tell you that's a pain. You, don't, you give that the definition of the sensation is pain. And then um, after that, you start to remember what pain is. So it's become the nature of your mind for so long. So if you sit and you keep the pain come up and you think this is pain, and then it's hard. But if you, the first thing you need to do is try to relax first. Relax the body, relax the mind. The second one is really bring in right view. Just the sensation, just the feeling. It's not my pain, it's all uncomfortable. You just recognize the feeling is like right this. And the last one is if the mind is calm enough, you pay attention to the thought, not the feeling. If you, The more you pay attention to the feeling, the more you feel uncomfortable. Because just like you hate somebody and you have to sit in front of that person, <laughs> I'm sorry. And that makes you even more angry. But if you don't look at that, and then go somewhere else for that trigger. That is easy. It's very difficult at that moment, and you don't look at the pen, but think. Look at the the thinking. That thinking is telling you move, thinking that get away, or I'm going to break my leg if I'm to keep doing this, or whatever. Say like. the speed of it is really fast, or like the urge to just go away. Or all of that. If you pay attention to the feeling then it's hard. But if you pay attention to the thought, the thinking process, then little by little, the mind changes. Or if it's too hard for you, then don't pay attention even to the thought. You pay attention to um, neutral objects, just like breathing, or uh, hearing, or touching. The key is to calm the mind down for a bit. It's not try to avoid it. So the key is like that, and after the mic calm a little bit, then that's when you start to um, looking at the thought. And when the thought comes down enough, you look at the feeling. And when your view starts to change, the sensation, it just becomes sensation. It's not it. You don't give it a name. So it take a while. But um, you, ha- and if you cannot handle it, any step like that, Get up. Meditation does not mean you have to fight with it. No, meditation means that you recognize whatever happened in the body and the mind. As long as you have awareness, then you do your job. You do great job. So don't fight with it. You you go through to learn. You don't go through to go away from it or pull it. um it's a little earlier than the time, so um, let um calm the mind down a bit since we already talked. If you want to stretch, stretch. If you want to stand up or whatever, do that. If you don't want anything, we can offer the um, merit, then we can go. May we all happy and safe for all beings, sin or unsin, healthy and wisdom. We offering our uh, good merit today to all beings, sin and unsin. Thank
0: you you all. Thank you.